Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Logistics Executive TV. Very special show today. I have uh, Victor Kabisu with uh, me, who is what I'm calling a five-star general, the youngest five-star general in Kenya. And I'll explain why he's a five-star general shortly. But before we do that, Victor Kabisu from Nairobi in Kenya. How are you doing, Victor? Habari. I'm Zuri Sama. I'm doing fine. <laughs> Good stuff. Good to see you. Victor, before I start the interview today, I happen to have a global ambassador for Oasis Africa. We've educated over 8,000 kids in uh, in the Kibera and uh, in the surrounds in, in Kenya over the last uh, 15, 16 years. And I have a global ambassador with me, Lucy Kamau. Thanks for joining us. And uh, please uh, greet Victor in your own language. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. Ah, Sasa Victor. Africa. I found out earlier today, and when we met, uh, some details, I, when I met you in Kibera slum with the uh, Oasis Africa trip with the folks from Maersk in uh, Dubai and Astral Aviation came down with us from a business partner, Daryl Judd. Um, and of course, uh, we all met down there, and I found out that you've been with us since primary school in the Oasis Africa Scholarship Program. Tell us about your journey. And before you tell us about your education journey, tell us about your upbringing. Yeah, so uh, Victor Vic, Victor was born in the up country, that is in Kakamega, Kakamega County, whereby uh, it's not characterized by by um, rich people. It's one of those people, uh, places whereby uh, poverty levels are uh, are usually high. And uh, being brought up in a family of four, of four uh, plus my mom and dad, so it was it was a rough upbringing whereby in some times we could live and miss food. We had this, uh, we didn't have shoes to go to school. So we used to go with uh, bare legs. And then our shorts are sometimes you find that we, uh, they could be torn. So we could have patches, one patch after another, after another. Uh, and uh, it was... <laughs> I, had patch, I had patches in the back of my pants in New Zealand as well. We, we lived in a rural area <laughs> yeah. and we didn't get a lot of shorts either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 the, so the upbringing wasn't good. I, I remember, so my, my mom saw it fit so that, uh, that I can uh, relocate from the upcountry to come and seek a better life. We were, uh, live with my aunt while she was living in Kibera slums. So you so went to there, so you went from up country in Kakamega 
and yeah. uh, you, for a better life, you went into the biggest, one of the biggest slums in the world, fifth largest slum in the world in Kibera, where we happened to be uh, just starting a school. We started a school there in about 2005. So when did you yeah. end up in Kibera with your aunt? Yes, yeah, so I, I came in, uh, in Kibera in 2011. Yep. Yeah, 2011. And, uh, and, and 2011 was the year that I took over the Warringah Rats with a gentleman called Phil Parsons, who was a very dear friend of mine, uh, the Warringah Rats Rugby Club, and we came and played Kenya and Kenya B in, um, they built uh, bridges and uh, part of the school and libraries. They bought about 3,000 books into, into Kibera and St. John's School. And you joined that school in that year. Yeah, yeah. So I joined uh, St. John's School uh, in the last year now of my primary education uh, 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 journey. So yep. from there, yeah, the good thing is I was very, I'm very curious and very hardworking. So uh, when I heard about the scholarship, where they are sponsoring students who scored 250 and above, I, I said to myself, I have to get this. So I had to work hard, even with the rough conditions in Kibera, waking up very early with insecurities, there were no light. So I could make sure that I wake up uh, and uh, work hard and smart. So Kibera, for those who don't know, for the folks in our audience here, a million people, four square miles, on the edge of Nairobi City, one of the biggest cities in Africa, and uh, you know, no electricity, no running water, and much of it, no public toilets. And in those days, and things have improved a little bit, but in those days, very rough environment. Security was very rough. Going in there, I had to take my own armed security. Um, but you saw the opportunity with Oasis Africa, and you heard about our scholarships back in those days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And then what happened? So you went from high primary school and yeah. uh, then where you, well, I think we had scholarships for high school. So you joined that program. Yeah, yeah. So I joined the program and uh, in my class eight, I worked very hard. So I scored um, uh, 336 months out of the possible 500. And I was awarded the scholarship to join the secondary school now, high yeah. school. Yeah. So at that point, we had our operations managers uh, who are still extremely on the front foot and leaning into the program, uh, running all the operations. Karen and Ross Howe live in Brisbane in Australia, have from the very earliest days in 2005 and until today, program managers. We have Jeff Okoth, who's a local based in Kibera, one of the key, uh, certainly the key mentor and guiders and, uh, in the program. So you came into our program. We were able to support you. I didn't know you back in those days. Um, and uh, you were able to go through how many years of high school? Yeah, so in high school, there are four years. So I, had yep. to, I, I went through the all four years. And uh, I'm really grateful that you came in through, even when I was joining, uh, yep. we were bought things. Even my aunt was even surprised saying that, wow, We've even been bought uniforms, school shoes, everything. So it was just a whole nice package for me, coming from a background where we didn't wear shoes to school. And here you're buying me new shoes. It was just a nice experience for me. Awesome. And a, life, and a life, a life <laughs> uh, an opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> well, well, you know, and again, it, it's about the students who heard about the programs that we were offering um, to all all races, to all religions, to every, whoever from whatever backgrounds, but primarily people who had no money, let's face it, and uh, who were looking for a better life. But it was for the students like you had to reach out, step up and say, I can do this. 
So four years at high school, and then where did you go to? So we were able to support you by the sound of it all the way through those programs. And then what was next for, for Victor at those days? Yeah, so uh, my during my high school, I went to a school that wasn't a very nice school, as per se, because uh, I can characterize it as um, an indisciplined school. Because yep. uh, around ninety uh, percent of the students were uh, were doing drugs. Yeah. So growing up in such a, an environment, having to study and also to compete with people f- from these national schools, it was also um, another challenge. But yep. I had to overcome it. We had a group of uh, friends whereby we decided we we are gonna do this. We are gonna make sure that we get this. So. Uh, finishing high school had a, a B plus out of uh, a B plus, and uh, the highest was a, an A an A concert. I remember that year when um, few people uh, passed to go to campus, so they had to extend uh, the the grades for one to go to campus to a C plus. In the previous yep. years, it was a a B a B constant, but now they okay. have to, to C plus. Wow! So so you got all the way through high school, you got a good pass, and then so. One star, you joined us at primary school. Two stars, you joined us. This is my five-star general theory here for you, my friend. Uh, three stars, you're heading off into uh, into university. Yeah. Okay. So what? Which which university did you go to? Yeah. So so getting a B plus. So I wanted to do. I wanted to be an architect. Yeah. But uh, my points were not enough. The class at points weren't enough, so I had to look for another course, and that's when applied statistics comes in. Uh, comes in. So I had uh, to. Uh, uh, I joined University of Eldoret, where I was able to pursue a degree in applied statistics with computing, at the same time studying to be a data analyst and a data scientist. Yeah. Wow. And so you applied for. You stayed on the program. You applied through our team uh, to get a scholarship to provide you with the funding. Uh, to go to university. Now, what was the university called? University of Eldoret. University of Eldoret. And for folks who don't know, Eldoret is an enormously successful, a huge agri agriculture hub. Yeah, so many great crops are grown in Eldoret. You've got your own international airport there as well, where a lot of exports take place, correct? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Wow. So and uh, and so your your next star came. You you graduated from university. We were able to support you for the first year. Then the fourth star is you. Then supported you. Wanted to go further. We didn't have the funds to support you, and you went another few years, four years, and graduated from university. Correct? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Unbelievable. With what sort of degree? Uh, I. I, I... In, in my four years in uh, in campus, yeah, with the struggles also of looking for fee and uh, yep. challenges here and there, so I managed to get a second class uh, honors, second class upper honors with that. Yeah. So, so you graduated under your own steam. When when we run out of funds to, to keep you going, university, you did, you took it under your own wing, and you got yourself through. Yeah, it's, sure. That sure. makes in my books that makes you a four star general. But even better, <laughs> even better, you've now got a job. You've come through. You're a five-star general because now the fifth star is you've got a job. You've found yourself a job. Tell us what you're doing, Victor. Yeah, so uh, finishing campus, uh, since I was a curious person back in campus, so I had to 
research more about my course and what it needs for me to do. So uh, during my uh, my second year, I decided to do what we call programming. So I decided to research, looked for a laptop, got a laptop uh, for as low as a um, hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, so I got a laptop, started learning programming, skills-wise, data, analyzing. So by right. the time I'm finishing campus, yeah. So you're, so you're a, you're a, a what are you, what's your job title? Analyst, stat, statistics analyst? A data analyst. A data, data analyst. analyst. And what yeah. company are you working for? I'm working for World Agroforestry. Uh, ICRAF is a center for research in uh, agroforestry. International... Country, what, what's the name of the company? International International Center for Research in Agroforestry, ICRAF. Um, unbelievable. Five-star general. <laughs> well done. Well done. And and you and I met for the very first time in March this year in, in Kenya, in the slums of Nairobi, when we were down there with the folks from Maersk and from Astral Aviation, which is Africa's biggest private uh, cargo aviation company, so shout out to Sanjeev and all of their team for their massive support for us and to the folks from Maersk and Dubai and Kenya. Uh, but you were there and behind me, and I and they pointed out, hey, this this young fella has actually been right through the Oasis program over the last 10 years, and he's now got a job. But on the day and the distractions of the day and the filming we were doing and the other meetings I had, I didn't get to talk to you. Now I get to talk to you and about an hour ago, I found out all the story of, of how you've made it through the program and what you've done. Um, congratulations, a brilliant career to date, and we love what you're doing. We're going to stay in touch with you. But I want to quickly flick over to the fact that when we met in, in Kibera, in the slum, <coughs> in uh, March, you'll remember there were 30 students. So Jeff Okoth, the mentor and manager for Oasis Africa in Australia, an incredible human being, um, and a mentor to you, correct? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So Jeff has been, um, I can say he's been that person who's really been there for us as the Oasis students. In case we have a challenge, even back in campus, maybe if you could miss a meal, if you could give him a call, he could send you something for you to eat. So I can uh, say he's been a, a very, very key person in our journey in education. I remember even when I was in high school, in my last year, I lost my mom. So he also stood there and he was there also encouraging us, telling us, you can do this. It's not, uh, even if things are tough, you can still do this. And uh, he's yeah. been so pivotal. And, and it's fair to say Oasis Africa would not exist. Um, first of all, without um, Karen and Ross, and certainly one of the originators of the organisation with myself, with uh, Lalita um, Staples, who's living in the UK these days and a big supporter of the organisation, um, but also Jeff. And Jeff, I've got to say, just keeps on turning up trumps and does incredible things and enormous guidance with a couple of the other mentors down in, in Kenya. But one of the things that happened when you and I we're sitting there and we were in uh, Nairobi in, in, the, uh, in the slum in March. There were a bunch of young girls or, or, or girls, students, young women, who were also from Eldoret University, correct? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And total surprise to me, and I'd evidently met a number of these young ladies when they were very, very small, very young, 10 years before, um, and... Uh, they were there and we interviewed them and I and I mentioned to you off camera earlier on at the top of the show, I was amazed 
at the eloquence, at the forthrightness, at the passion with which these young ladies spoke, by comparison to the guys even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I can say currently uh, in Kenya, the girl child is more, uh, their, their issues are being looked more on. They are being empowered more by the, uh, more than as compared to the boy child. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's one thing that, if you can see the ladies now getting to, to the light more, I think there's more empowerment to the girl child. Yeah, awesome. And, you know, so, and we're going to track down some of those students uh, because of the way that they were able to tell these stories and the aspirations that they had. Um, I definitely want to share those stories with our audience. Uh, Victor, moving forward, what are the aspirations for you? You're a five-star general in my books. You've been right through from primary school, right through successful career. How old are you now? I'm, I'm 24 years old right now. You're just a starter. You've got an incredible life ahead of you, and we're going to follow it on wow, Logistics wow. Executive thank TV. But what are the aspirations for Victor from here? Yeah, so Victor, Victor is a very curious person and uh, a people person. So I'm a community person. I want to to come back to the community and give back to the community. So I've started this by uh, going back to the Oasis as a mentor. So when they have events, Jeff usually calls me, I go back there and give my story. And I believe if I give my story, those uh, kids will be able to be encouraged and uh, motivated to also follow the same route. So I can say it's possible. You should tell them it's possible. If I made it, it's also possible for you to make it. So uh, I want to go back and uh, to be a community support and give back to the community because I was found in, in a point where I could not even help myself. But people I didn't know came through for me. So I want also to be an, an inspiration to somebody else in the community because I believe with education, you can move from um, uh, uh, the darkness to light, something that I've seen happen in my life. So yeah. right now I want to go for, I want to go for a master's, maybe... Yep work on uh, something else that can be able to help the community. Okay. So fantastic. You know, thank you for being so authentic and honest and, and, and giving us your view and, and your aspirations and what's in your DNA. It's so uh, amazing to hear that you want to carry on the cycle, that you've been given a hand up. And, you know, I, I just want to mention we've had thousands of supporters over the years, mainly from Australia, here in Dubai as well, supporting Oasis Africa through donations. So oasisafrica.org.au, oasisafricaaustralia.org.au. Um, people can donate and support. And, and you are such a role model, mate, I can tell you. I'm very proud of you.